What is up, love? Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. I hope today is gentle, kind, and sweet to you, whether you're loving on yourself today, your boo today, um, your girl gang, your babies, your family, whatever and whoever it is that's bringing you the most love and joy today. I hope it's bringing out the happiest, the best version of you. And so, this morning i have the pleasure and the honor of sitting in the studio with my husband my man Corey man and today we just wanted to sit and have a real conversation with you guys q a style to answer some of the questions that we've received on social media the creative relationship that's real facebook community as well as just some fun random questions that have been thrown at us over the years in our marriage and relationship Last year, we actually did an episode where we just talked about the lessons that we've learned in marriage, but this time around, it's even juicier because we're answering your questions and getting into some of the things that you want to know. So first, we're going to just answer all the questions that you guys, you know, want to know about us on a personal level, and then we'll get into the general relationship questions. So of course, we can't wait to share our thoughts and answers with you, so let's just go ahead and get into it. So let's do a little quick recap of how we first met and how we basically got together. So me and Corey, we actually went to the same high school, but we really didn't speak to each other. We didn't start talking until we were in college and we actually went to two different colleges. He slid in my DMs on Facebook and I just took a chance because he was definitely not my type. But I was like, you know what? You my didn't type. Have a type. Oh, I did. Okay. You did not. My type clearly was not working. <laughs> so Gangsta might as well boss. try something new. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> okay. That's basically how we met, really. Yeah. Do you have anything to say regarding that? Nothing. Just the fact that you had to take a chance on me. That wow. Just, uh, so you didn't I was a surefire pick. Like what do you mean? What? Number one draft pick. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, but at the time I was into I was into the bad boys. So I and mean, you were not. So it was like it didn't matter. Outside of my comfort zone. It, it didn't matter. I'm still a bad boy in my own way. Oh. What do you mean? Okay. Well, now, yeah, I see that now. But <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know, you know, right then. Okay. So do you want to go ahead and get into questions? Let's do it. So are we doing call me out? We'll do call me out if you go first. Really? Ladies first. But I'm, I want to ask you first. No. <laughs> but I, I want... <laughs> I want you to call me out first. Ladies first. What's something that I could have done differently or better to support you recently? Nothing, really. Nothing. I'm not going to call you out or anything like regarding that because I feel like with work and our schedules and everything, we're doing the absolute best we can. So I'm not going to say that you haven't really supported me. I mean, I can't say that you haven't supported me. I just think uh, sometimes I need like a little bit of a, a little bit of more of a quieter space to do homework. I, I try sometimes to kind of block things out. It's hard to do homework when you have two young boys that like to be wild and crazy, literally from the time they wake up until they go to bed. And when I say literally, I mean 7 a.m. <laughs> to 9, 9.30 p.m., all day long. Yeah. So it's kind of been tough to do some homework. Um, but I wouldn't say you don't support me. That's kind of strong. I do my best. And like I said, I like to give you your alone time. 
your alone time, your man time, because we all need that solo, quiet, in our thoughts, thinking time to get our lives together. We do. Let's go ahead and just hop into these questions. Let's do it. Okay. So the first question, what are five things that we have in common? Um, <laughs> God, drive, um, love for people, um, road rage. I think we're both, we're pretty bad at it. Like I don't even like to drive anymore. Oh, you don't. Um, <laughs> and um, number five, I love for like paranormal stuff. If y'all do not know, Kamisha and I are really into the paranormal stuff. We're kind of into not necessarily like, you know, looking for things or whatever like that, but we're into that aspect of it. Like it interests us. I think that's the best way of saying it. It grasps our attention. So we watch a lot of paranormal shows and stuff like that. I think that you hit everything the five things that we have in common we do like some little things that we have like we don't like mustard we don't like you know certain things like that like Trash. yeah but that's pretty that's it like those connective things that keep us connected you can't cheat like that you gotta I give them five I no just i'm just mines. saying we don't what do you mean you said them uh, exactly god you, you know we both of us we don't like mustard uh-huh. Come on, right. Keep going. keep going. What else do we have in common? You got three more, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what? How am, how am I trying cheat to cheat? Your audience? No, okay. I'm not cheating my audience. I'm saying you said them. You said them. There's really nothing more I can say. Y'all just write in the comments that she cheated. Other than she's supposed no, to get five. no, she's supposed to get five. No, that's actually okay. N- moving on. Next question: <laughs> Do you do anything special for your man, or is it all about uh, is it all about me for Valentine's Day? Um, I feel like Valentine's Day. I really don't. I know a lot of women say they really don't care about it. Honestly, I really, really, okay, I don't really care about it in that aspect, and I really don't expect anything. But as far as doing anything for him, his birthday is like exactly a week away so i'm focusing more on his birthday than i am like valentine's day because it's that's really just one day of the year where we show love but you know his birthday is actually celebrating his life so i pour more into his birthday than valentine's day i mean like i'll get him a card or something here and there but the following week that's all about him okay so the next question are date nights a must and what is your favorite thing to do together date nights are definitely a must um, especially when you're in a marriage learn that early on when you're dating with somebody that date nights are a must whether you do it once a month whether you do it you know have a schedule set out for it if you can um that's the only way that you can keep the relationship fresh the only way that you can kind of spend time with each other to be honest is when you set things up favorite things I don't know. It kind of depends on what mood we're in, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we know we're both into, like, Marvel movies and stuff like that. And DC got a few movies coming out this year that we were talking about last night. Like, bro, we're going to go see these. (laughs) We know those date nights for us. Or, you know, if we feel like challenging our brains, we might go do a few escape rooms or something like that. It all depends on, you know, what time of the year is what we're trying to do things like that i don't we really like you said we serve people we're in the serving people business but we really don't like people like to be around a lot of people like it gets over i'm you know i'm an introvert it gets overwhelming very quickly with me like when we go out we're like okay we're gonna go see this movie so we're in the movies of course there's other people in the theater but then we have the kids there wilding in the movies. Then we have, you know, people walking back and forth. Then we have one time we went on a um we went on a date night and the guy that was working in the theater 
dropped marinara sauce on me and the young lady that was sitting beside me. And it was just like, listen, um, it's just, it gets really overwhelming really fast. So we really choose our date nights um, very carefully. What time, from what time we're going, um, like how long we're going to be there. What are we going to do after that? Um, just so that we can, you know, stay energized and charged and not be, you know, drained after a date because of the people around us. Well, dude, with the marinara sauce, you saved him that day because I was about to, he was about to go to <laughs> Suplex City that day. You saved him that day. Okay, so, oh, the next question. How often do we prefer sex and what do we do to keep the spice in our life? Why you look like that? Because... You want- Who doesn't want sex every day? Who doesn't? Some people actually don't. I don't. That is weird to me. That is weird. I'm not. And see, look, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not saying that we do every day because we don't. Uh, our lives are pretty busy, and nine times out of ten, I'm at work. So <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, but I'm saying like when you are connected to somebody and their energy is just a turn on to you, like why wouldn't you want to have sex every day? Like, I don't care if it's five minutes or 50 minutes, like who wouldn't? I I don't know. Some people like, and I know like, uh, as you get older, some people, their sex drive lowers, they have a hard time like with the testosterone, the estrogen, all of that, the scientific things. I know that happens as you get older, but in some people, they have, honestly, like a trust issue. I know I've seen a lot in women when infidelity plays a part in their relationship and having sex with their partner, they feel disgusted or just like they're not good enough and they don't put their all into the actual act. Can we can we come back to that later? But can we get us, to the question? Right. It's like 365 is going down. Okay. Then y'all don't need to know nothing else. <laughs> That's enough. Y'all don't need nothing else. When did you realize that you were in love with each other? I think that kind of coincides with the next question too. With how do you know that person was the one? I think it's kind of the same question in a sense. Yeah. Um, I think that when did I really know was when we went to on our first trip. Our first trip, we went to Myrtle Beach with a couple of friends of ours. Shout out to Chanel and Jonathan. I don't know. It's just like you you can just tell the transition was different. Um, when you see a person in different settings and they're still the same, that's how you know you're getting that person, that real version of that person. And um, I don't know, just the moments that we spent together, We even though we were there with friends, we still had a lot of intimate times together. We have a picture, which we could show you guys, of us on the beach, young Corey and young Kamisha. Um, <laughs> Corey had no facial hair. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? You had no picture. I had no hair. I cut all my hair off. You was fine, though, with that, that shortcut, though. <laughs> but that moment... Um, That picture kind of quantifies that moment for me. So I realized, and I think I remember exactly when I had told you that I loved you. That was that, that was that first year. That was in April. And it was because you really did not force me or want me to be something that I'm not. So what I found with like, you know, all the other guys that I've dated, like I had to be a certain way 
or they wouldn't pay attention to me. They wouldn't, you know, the whole nine, but you accepted me exactly for who I was. And when I was trying to put on my whole thuggish front, you know, cause I was wild back then you were like, no, that's not even you. So I'm not even, I'm not even paying attention to that. <laughs> I'm not even paying attention to that. So just the fact that you actually saw me for who I was and actually accepted me for who I was and really wanted to bring that out of me really really um just allowed me to open myself up to you and like yeah like I love this guy because I had never had that before so do you think that God joined us together or was it a conscious decision it was kind of like both because I feel like he joined us together in how we were on two different you know ends of the spectrum or whatever when we first met and like you were heavily in church I wasn't that right there was like yeah, those two. He was like, yeah, those two. But it was a conscious decision with us both actually staying in this thing and making this thing work. We could have easily, you know, over the years just have, you know, walked away. But like you said, when God has his hands in it. I think what was important is that we learned our weaknesses early. Um, some of the things that we were dealing with individually and stuff like that, you know, a lot of people keep that in the closet for years. And when I say years, I mean 10, 15, 20 years. And then you find out something new about a person that you've been with for, you know, 20, 25 years. You're finding out something that they've been hiding for, you know, that entire time, that tenure of their relationship or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think God kind of gotten in it when I think for me is when you were pointing out things that I knew, but. I never wanted to address them or I never wanted to carry myself. So long story short, you guys, I used to be real passive. I never really liked to deal with a lot of drama. I never really liked to deal with a lot of um, little negative stuff. Um, I used to just be like, all right, whatever, blow it over, never address it, things like that. And it's not to say I'm no chump because if you get in my space, though, we can go. But... <laughs> I just never wanted to deal with that type of energy. And, you know, she was just telling me one day, like, bro, you got to say no. Like, dog, you got to you got to be like this. You got to say this. You got to look at this this way. Why are you so passive? And then I sat and I thought about that thing one day. I literally, at first I was like, girl, leave me hell alone. But then, <laughs> but I, I really thought about that thing one day. And I was just like, you know what? She's absolutely right. And, you know, that couldn't have been nothing but God speaking through her because it was like my life changed after that. I, I changed. And, you know, I'm more, f not necessarily firm, but I'm more um, standing my ground type now. Like certain things I still ignore because I don't feel like it deserves my energy. But other things, I'll touch my hell now in a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you think we're more connected now or back then? Now. I think we're more connected now because of the ride that we've been on. And I think that's one of the things that I had touched on in one of my previous episodes was like when you first meet each other, is really, is it really real? I mean, yeah, it's real to a point, but it's like at some point you're going to have to unlearn everything that you think you know in order for things to actually work and flow and connect. And so us and our journey, I think it really has allowed us to connect more. I think we've learned more through our troubling situations than the situations where we're just happy, joy, joy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've been through a lot and, you know, some of it self-inflicted, some of it from outside people, you know, things like that. I think 
the biggest lesson we learned after our first year or two of marriage was the outside noise got to stay as outside noise. It can't infiltrate what you have going on in marriage. Um, it's no secret. I got promoted in 2016 and, um, you know, we were expecting baby Caleb at the time and things like that. And we had moved down to Newport news and I can honestly say that was probably the worst, probably year and a half, two years of our relationship. A lot of things came to surface. Um, a lot of things, you know, were contentious and honestly, like there wasn't a lot of days that I can remember, but we were just literally happy. You know, she had the stresses of dealing with a newborn and we just finding out case was autistic. And so it was a lot, it was a lot going on. And, um, you know, some things took place in 2018 and then, you know, we were able to kind of work through that thing to get it to where we are now. And I think that situation in particular really molded our relationship to look at our relationship different to protect our relationship more but i definitely think more so now than before we are closer come get on me you are so did you expect to have a life partner like me no oh <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it, think about it i grew up and kind of like you know we were talking about this with the fellas the other day shout out to the bfa crew yeah um you know we were talking to the fellas the other day in black homes man we gotta change the way that we raise our children dude i sit back and i think about it and it's funny just talking to the fellas and their wives hearing them say the black cliches that happen in the black homes and stuff like that and i'm like dang like I remember this. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember this. Um, we got to do better, man. We got to be more open. We got to be more um, honest. But no, like the way I was raised, it was more so of like typical, look, I'm looking for somebody that could do things how my mom did it, if I'm being honest. When it came to her guys, because my mom has all boys, it was just like, okay, I'm doing this, 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 this. And my mom was home all the time. It was kind of like the expectation of servantship is what I was looking for. At first, it was a little bit of adjustment for me because, yeah, don't don't get it twisted. I can go in there and fix a five-course meal, clean the whole crib, wash cars, all this. I could do all that stuff, you know? But it's like I had to learn that, you know, your background was different and your background wasn't the same. And we both had to learn how to adjust. I didn't expect it. But am I upset with it? No. Yeah, I'm not cooking and cleaning all day. I'm not doing that. Okay, so did I expect to have a life partner like you? Um, no, I didn't. I really didn't. I was stuck in dreamland of fairy tale of what everything that this this dream false idea of men is supposed to be this whole package perspective type of guy. And I'm not saying I'm not gonna say it's not something that that it really you know couldn't happen or whatever because i've i've seen some people you know be be close but i think that would have uh, that would have got kind of boring i love you okay you're you have all different dynamics it's different levels to you okay and i i absolutely love that you're not just a one tone guy Dang it. <laughs> So what was your first mistake as a husband and as a wife? I think I just said it. Just ex the expectation of... Well, I think expectations are on both ends. And I think most people make that mistake that they're expecting marriage to be something completely different than what they've been already going through. <laughs> it's a continuation of what you've already been dealing with with that person. Is there a different level to marriage than boyfriend, girlfriend? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There's a different feel. There's a different vibe and things like that. But as far as like the setup of being at home and you living with that person and stuff like that, 
don't nothing change. I mean, you still can go home and it still will be the same thing. It still will be there. You know, I think expectations is the um, the mistake that probably everybody that's listening would probably say yeah. was their first mistake. So how has being parents affected your marriage? And this question is from Melanie. Well, it's it's funny because we were parents before we were married. So it was like learning how to be a parent first and then learning how to be married. That's just the order of our steps. Yeah. So the way I look at it. What did, what did Neil say? F them kids. (laughs) 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 We really make space and time to actually date each other, be with, with one another. We don't, you know, it's not something that we actually just have, you know, we're mom and dad all day. No, we really value our time as husband and wife and as Kamisha and Corey individually. Like... I think that for me, work affects my marriage more than being a parent because I spend more time at work than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, But as far as being a parent, I think um, it's getting aligned in the way that you want to raise your kids because we come from two different backgrounds, as we've eloquently said multiple times already during this episode. Yeah. Um, So, you know, she pretty much came up as an only child. And, you know, she had her cousins and things like that. She hung around and stuff like that. Um, but she came up as an only child. I grew up with five younger brothers in the home. It's a whole different dynamic versus what, you know, she had uh, experienced in her ways of growing up. It didn't really affect me too much, I feel like. The adjustment for me wasn't as hard. Really just having to, you know, when we were young, like I was, what, 23? You were 24 at the time. We had case and it's just like that's the tender age you're still trying to figure out who you are really in a sense and so I'm trying to figure out who I am and I'm a whole mom and I'm just like I don't know how to do this has been many days where I had to call my mom and be like I don't know what I'm doing sis help me (laughs) and so she's like you got this and yeah I got this but I really it really doesn't affect our marriage so much because we you know we do our thing we turn it on we turn it off we Man, turn I each other I, on and turn each other. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> y'all see this, right? Y'all see who the y'all see who the initiator is in here, right? Go ahead. Y'all see why we got two kids, right? Stop. Oh, okay, just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I, I can't say that it doesn't affect our marriage because sometimes you know y'all know how anybody that's a parent that's listening know that certain th- certain things with your kids can affect what your plans are and what you're trying to do, etc. Like her and I have some time off coming up. Your kids, you got to stop. Drop and roll. Something going on with your kids. You you can't delay it. You can't say, okay, I'll deal with this later. You got to stop dropping roll. The thing that the kids is affecting the most with our marriage is the time that her and I was able to spend with each other before. When was the time that you missed me the most? I would say when I went on my trip. In the month of May of 2016, I was gone for that entire month. And I'm not even jiving. What happened? Like, we got married and we then got we left. married. Then we went on our honeymoon. We did. We was gone for like eight days. Seven or eight days. Yeah. I came back and literally like two days later, I got on a flight and went to Arkansas for a week. So that's probably the time I missed it the most. Of course, you're just getting married. You want to spend time with that person and stuff like that. Get that, you know, that that married vibe going and stuff like that. And I feel like <laughs> I really didn't have time that month. So what's one of the best memories from when you started dating? Ooh. Was it the trip for you? No. 
Um, mm, that's a good one because we have a lot of memories. Now that I sit and I think about it, and she got every single photo, by the way. Um, but we have a lot. I, I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to point out. I, I ain't gonna lie. This is one of those ones I might have to cop out because it's it's a lot to point out. I mean. Her and I have had some memories, you guys. Like, when we first started dating, we were everywhere. We were everywhere, and if we weren't somewhere, we was in her room, eating pizza, playing Call of Duty all night. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it was, well, it wasn't, wasn't the best. Like you said, it's a lot. But one that I vividly remember, and it was so fun, it was when... We had first started dating, not the first time that um, I had brought you to Uncle Fred's house, but I think it was like, we were having dinner. We were having spaghetti. spaghetti. Yes. Oh, gosh. We were having spaghetti. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we were actually sitting around the table like a whole little family, and that spaghetti was bomb. And then I was like looking at you. I'm like, Lord have mercy, Uncle Fred, please behave. Please behave. Do not act a fool like you did the first time like I wasn't intimidated by him at all though. I mean I know you weren't intimidated but he is hilarious so I'm just like mm-hmm. listen and then I always got you know hair on the bottom of my feet all this other foolishness that he pulling out of his head oh, like god it was that was just so, so fun and you were like yo that spaghetti was it was it I'm like <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking level. for that recipe on Goldfred okay next question how do you balance being a wife and mom while running a household and business without becoming burnt out? Me time. I will take a break in a heartbeat. And it's funny because the people who have been riding with me since 2017 when I first started this thing are still there. And they're like, yo, like, I get it. Kamisha went away for, she didn't drop an episode this week because she's probably somewhere getting her nails done, getting her hair done or whatever, relaxing. It's important. Like, do what you have to do for you and the world will adjust, okay? I do my best, like, as a mom or whatever. Like you said, I got to be there for the babies. I do what I can. It's all about self-care. If I do not take care of me, I cannot pour anything into you, into the kids, into my business and my clients. So that is really, really important to me. Every single morning, I do my affirmation cards. I journal. I pray. I have a cup of coffee. That's the time where I'm getting my mind together to prepare for the day. And at the end of the day, me and me and Corey actually have a nighttime routine, a replenishment routine, where we just come together, talk about the day, talk about the next day, what's going on the next week, or you know, and everything. And it really just sets us up for success. Like you have to set yourself up for success because if you don't, that's when the burnout comes. So it's really important for you to have those routines and that time in order for you to actually pour back into yourself so you can have time and, you know, energy and everything else that you need to pour into everyone else. I'm a work in progress on that. It's funny, while we're on the subject, um, it's this guy that comes in the store all the time. His name is Cordell. I've been knowing Cordell since I started. And uh, he came in yesterday and, you know, he's kind of like a big brother. And he was just like, yo, what's going on, man? Remember me by name and everything. Literally, his words verbatim is, I don't give a F what you do. Take care of you. Because at the end of the day, it's all on you. And I looked at him and I was just like, it's weird because this has been a topic. This has kind of been a subject for me for probably like the past month, month and a half now. Is how do I take care of myself in the midst of everything that I have going on? It it literally is that. And um, it was just kind of cool to see somebody outside. And that's how you know the man upstairs is kind of talking to you. When somebody random just walks up to you and tells you exactly, gives you confirmation for what you were 
concerned with whatever situation that you were dealing with. So yeah. it was pretty cool yesterday. You really have to get in the habit or be comfortable, accept the fact that you have to prioritize your yeses and nos. Mm. Yeah, that was Shanae's question. So shout out to Shanae. How do you check in with each other's mental health? Have you ever been to couples counseling? Um, that's kind of like just that nightcap she was just talking about. That's kind of like our check-in session when we're talking and kind of reviewing the day and stuff like that. That's kind of the way that we check in on each other, make sure we're good and stuff like that. The only counseling we've ever done is marriage counseling. I did seek out a counselor last year with everything that was going on in my life at the time. I just was having too much going on and it literally took me probably like three times to find the right person yeah and to have conversation with, yeah so, so and it, it goes the same with me like with coaching like with my clients it's like maybe i'm not for you and that's okay like you really have to find that person that is for you like glue so that you actually can see some progress and i know a couple of people they've actually come to me and say well you know well i'll say yeah i can coach you but i also would like for you if you you know if possible to get actual counseling too and they're like well i can't find the right counselor i'm like we'll keep searching because, you know, you're going to get this, you're going to go to counseling, it's not going to work for you, and you're going to feel like you're back at square one. So that's why it's very important when you picking a coach, when you're choosing a counselor, you actually have to find the right person that's actually going to help you in those areas that you're looking to seek help with. This next question comes from a good friend of yours, Kay. What up, Kay? How do you guys work through difficult times? And how do you find a way to healthily argue or communicate? Honestly, I just think it, it goes back to the basis of why this started in the first place. Why we are where we are now. Now, like I was telling you guys earlier, things changed when we changed. Yeah. Um. So with the way that we approach things now, um, number one, don't have a conversation when you're both at your angriest. Nothing gets out. Nothing is understood, and then nothing gets solved. Mm -hmm. um, number two, don't avoid the conversation. Men tend to be like, look, I don't want to talk. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to whatever, whatever. Have the conversation, but have it at a point where you both are clearly able to understand. Yeah. Number three, have the conversation when you're both willing to listen. and Your thoughts matter. Your feelings matter, and it needs to be heard without um, uh, fear of retaliation in the situation. Um, so the things that her and I do now, I think what probably since 2019, I would say has been our best years of communication. We've decided that we were not going to let external people don't care how long they've been together, how long they haven't been together, or, you know, if they're this certified person or whatever, we decided that we were not going to let any outside voices influence what we have going on in our home and how we find a way to healthily communicate without castigating judgment on each other. How long of an engagement is too long? Five years, three years. I feel like five years is a good number. I don't know, because it's like, what are, my, my logic is, what are you waiting for? Are you really, because most people, I find them in the long engagements, number one, you're just, especially with the guy, what he's doing is he just wants to save her and finish getting his life together, but he wants to save her in the process. You have, you feel like you have to have this time frame to save up for this magical wedding or whatever it is that you want. And it's just like, at the end of the day, that wedding really doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter in a sense, but is it the overall, you know, end all be all? No, it is not. Okay. And 
I just think it's wrong that some guys actually approach this thing where it's just, okay, I'm going to put the ring on her finger and I know she ain't going nowhere, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And when I'm ready, then we'll go ahead and make it happen. See, I, I just think that I just wish people would be more objective when it comes to the situation because just the same way it can happen for guys, it happens for females too. Females purposely get pregnant and all these things all the, all the time to try to tie guys down. So it happens on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And I feel like when we have questions like this, we should address both sides because it's more trifling females now than probably ever in history. And dudes have just been the same way for years. It, 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 they have never changed. If, I mean, if we're being honest, dudes have been like that since the beginning. You know what I mean? I feel like five years is a good number. And the reason why I say five years um, is because you're not going to learn everything about that person in a year. It is no way in hell you're telling me you're going to get with somebody, whatever, how many years old they are, and you're going to learn everything about them in a year. It's no way you are. You have to understand that people are, people tend to be different in different situations in different environments. You have to see that person in different environments before you can say, okay, this is the person that I believe that I can trust my life to. And I feel like, you know, one of those things is, is like, okay, I'll talk about us for a minute. I looked at it as, okay, I felt like a good number for our relationship was five years. I got to know every single side of you within that five years though. Okay, yeah. I saw that. I saw that side of you when I first met you. I saw the real you. Yeah. I saw you when you were mad. I saw you when you sad. I saw you when you were disappointed. I saw you at your highest. I saw you at your lowest. I saw you when we were um, living together at mom's and we were living together on our own. Like, I've seen you in different environments. And I saw how you handled certain situations. That way, I could put my trust into you when it comes to those situations again. So it's like, and same thing for me. I would hope you would do that for me. Like, you know, if a guy's being disrespectful, okay, how my man going to handle this? Like, you know, something like that. Because you don't want no, I'm sorry. Don't no woman want no grown man that's a chump. Like, you know, you going to let this man disrespect me like this? Uh, sir, no. It, it's, and that's just an example. I think it's not necessarily a test, but you have to see that person in different phases of their life to really know, okay, yeah, this 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 is right. Now, if you know earlier than that, not a problem. Like, dude, do your thing. Men know. <laughs> That's the secret. Men know if they want to marry a woman or not. They do. Being in a relationship for five years is good, but I'm talking about the engagement. Like, we're not about to be together for five years, and then all of a well, sudden you want yeah. to get engaged, and then point. we engage for five more. You, like, got, a, you got a point. I, I'll give you that. You like, got a point. Yeah. That, you got a point. I know the engagement people, piece is ridiculous. If you're in an engagement for five years, just cut that joint off, bro. But I know off. people, like, someone had just said that they, like, should they celebrate their friend because they've been in a relationship for 10 years or something and been engaged for five, like, should they celebrate? Uh, and no. I'm like... Pray on that. I just couldn't see myself in that situation. Ooh, this next question is juicy. Is it ever okay to just assume that your partner feels loved? Absolutely not it is not okay a lot of partners suffer in silence for the sake of the relationship they don't really speak on it you'll see it in their actions that's why it's important um fellas to make sure that we express ourselves women are beings of expression that's what they are we could be stone cold we could be like a brick wall a lot of the times talking about men and not show any emotion not show anything you know we we like to keep things to ourselves, and it's not that we like to do it 
it's the fact that that is how we were raised. That is how we were taught. Like men don't mm -hmm. complain, men don't cry, men don't do this, men don't do that. Things of that nature explains our life and it exudes in our life. And I think that what we should do is give her some affirmations, make sure she's a, she knows. I've always lived by this is that I could tell you that I love you all day long. And there's different types of love. So don't take that and run with it. You know what I'm saying? You have friends that you love. You have, you know, parents you love, brothers and sisters you love. It's different types of love. If I if I sat here and I told my wife today, hey, I love you. Hey, I love you. Hey, I love you. And I never came home and cooked dinner for her to give her a break. Or I never took a car and filled her gas up for her. We get out of the shower and I, I rub lotion on her or something like that so she doesn't have to do it. Or I randomly just bring her some roses that she didn't, you know, see coming from out of left field or something like that. If I don't have those little moments, and I'm not saying you gotta do it all the time, but if you don't have those moments where you can reassure that your partner that you're tapped into that relationship, you can just forget it. You're gonna lose them. So it is important that you know your partner's love language because you can be doing it completely backwards. A lot of the times what happens is we know our love language and we're projecting our love language, but don't we don't sit and think about well, what is our partners? And until we get that under wraps, in a way, not really assuming, but you're you're just doing it wrong. So how do you keep a relationship from getting boring? My question would be, why do you feel like it's getting boring? Is it the same routine every single day? If that's, if that's the case, then we need to sit and figure out how we can switch it up. It's all about changing things up. If you're the same person you were now than what you were a year ago, then you're doing something wrong, mate. You know, your relationship should forever be evolving. Always be looking into different things to, you know, spice up date night, spice up things around the crib, do something different, fellas, you know, to lighten the load on her, you know, introduce some things in the bedroom that you've never really gave thought to before. Do some different things, man, because you never know. You might enjoy it. How do you stop family and friends from interfering and butting into your relationship? And this question comes from Ashley. Boundaries. Grown men, like, we got to step up. It's one of those things where we just can't see sit back and be like, all right, you know, that's my mom, you know, or that's my dad, or that's my brother, or whatever like that. You stop it by never involving them in the first place. Don't give them the little inkling of a crack in the armor of your relationship. Even if you have the best intentions, okay? You may be trying to just seek advice about the relationship itself, but people tend to take it and assume that you're speaking about your partner in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for the situation of the relationship, the situation of the marriage. And they take it, they run with it, and then it starts to ruin things for you in your relationship. Never involve them in the first place. If you need a, a third-party involvement, go see a counselor that's neutral, that has nothing to do with your family. I'm really just that type of person that I'm just not going to... I'm going to say what I need to say, like, as far as, like, family goes, to protect mine. Like, I'm really big on protecting, like, my marriage, my family, you know, my beliefs when it comes to breaking generational curses and the whole nine. So I have no problem hurting people's feelings. I'm going to protect mine. Like, that boundary is there for me, and it is strong for me. So, so can working too much ruin a relationship? I think it can if you don't make the time. Your time is important, but what is it more important for? Is your time more important for work or is it more important for, you know, your partner, your relationship, your marriage, whatever it is? You really have to sit and think about where your time is most valuable. That's just what it is. I mean, we can we can be we can't be everywhere, you know, at one time. That's nobody but God. But if it's something that you really, really want, you're going to make time for it. It's a rough question. 
because you have to make a choice. You know, you'll never as a man be able to split things 50-50. I want more time to spend with my family, especially with my oldest son, because I feel like I can make a super impact in his life if I was, you know, around and at home more often with him to spend more time with him. I know what my responsibilities are and I know what I need to do to set them up because life isn't going to get any easier for them when they become adults. So I need to try to set them up as best as I can. I feel like, you know, as a man, you figure out what's important to you and you take care of it that way. Um, it's, it's That's a hard question. Can it ruin a relationship? Yes, it can ruin a relationship. What effects do you think social media have on relationships? Social media is negative. I'm sorry. Social media, it can be a gift and it can be a curse. It is one of those things that can elevate you and can literally kill you. I feel like that's why it's so important to be secure in yourself because the more you're on social media, when it comes to relationships and you see, you know, him and her doing this or they're going this place and they're doing all of this, you're going to sit here and compare yourself and your relationship to other people who probably have it worse than you was just posting all the goodness all over social media. And that's a huge problem. And we, we've seen it more often where these couples are like, they're influencers on these platforms. And then all of a sudden, he's in jail from doing X, Y, Z in the whole nine. Like, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So we have to be secure in ourselves and stop comparing ourselves to these people that we don't know. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, finding that balance is the, the best thing to do. Um People being influenced by other people's lavish lives and their falsehood relationships has been forever. It's just more exposed now because technology has developed so much that it's easy access now. Back then, it was a little tougher. It's one of those things where you can't you can't put yourself into their shoes. You need to worry about what you have going on in your place. Um, but social media, man, has killed, literally killed people, killed relationships because their mental, the mental aspect of what they had to go through plays out on social media. And that is key to me. If you or your partner have a situation going on, it should not be displayed for the public. Handle that behind closed doors. I will not curse on your podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> Handle that ish behind closed doors, man. Do not let anybody, don't let mama, granny, melodies from heaven, whoever, do not let people into your situations. You guys handle that out. If that means you guys gotta separate and hey, handle it behind closed doors. You know, if that means y'all gotta go see a counselor, handle it behind closed doors. If y'all gotta have a shouting match for two minutes, handle it behind closed doors. Handle it in your own space. Social media can literally kill people. That's it? That's it. Okay, thank you, Corey. You're welcome, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Shout out to everybody that is listening and that's been supporting you since 2017. You, you know who you are. When I get an opportunity to do things like this, I can't say no. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. <sighs> <laughs> the real Valentine's, the real love, the real show is this week for your birthday. Yes. And that wraps up today's episode. If you want to learn more about how you can submit your juicy questions the next time my husband and I pop in for another episode like this one, text the word COACH to 757-210-6878 or join us inside the Career to Relationship That's Real Facebook community where you'll get weekly updates, accountability, and personal coaching from me to help you on your love journey. I'll drop all the links in the show notes so we can connect on social 
social media and community and outside of your speakers. As always, if you loved what we talked about today and what I'm doing here on my block of these podcasting streets, be sure to click subscribe and download to get notifications when new episodes drop and hit me up on Instagram to keep the conversation going. Send me a DM at Kamisha.co, that's C-A-M-I-S-H-A dot C-O, and let me know if this episode was an eye-opener for you, plus sis, you can't forget to share it with a friend. Happy Valentine's Day, go enjoy your week, your date night, however you're giving and receiving love today. I love Love you a million times over. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, we'll chat soon. Peace.